Hi guys, it's Nick. Uh, just a very quick note, there were some issues with this episode with the audio and um, with some of the content, so apologies in advance. Um, something happened my internet, I don't know exactly what happened, but there were some issues that I wasn't aware of until it was too late. So um, just a heads up, it does rectify itself, so bear with it, it will get better. Well, the content may not, but the sound issues certainly will. Enjoy! After Dark Podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.hhnunofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Welcome to Disney Parks and Beyond, a Disney podcast about theme parks and all things Disney from the After Dark Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another episode of Disney Parks and Beyond. I'm Nick, and on this episode, I'm joined by Sinead. Hello. I'm joined by Mr. D. Hello. Welcome. That's, you sounded a bit shocked that you were here. Was that uh, unexpected? No, I, was, I was actually on mute, furiously oh. trying to find my notes. Do you, know, do you know who else was on mute? I'm not on mute. Nobody was on mute because I had to mute him because Craig was being a naughty little boy, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Being a I mean, you can boy. call Craig many things. I don't think little is one of them. He's a bloody giant. Thank you, Sinead. Thank you. I am not a little man. Mm. I used to be the tallest man I know, but now I know a taller man. Mark. We're all looking at you, Mark. All looking up. Um, It's just the four of us tonight. Uh, Ryan is uh, still licking his wounds from the bad reviews that he's he's been receiving from being on his podcast. So he'll be back in uh, October. And he's the, Br- he's the British Tom Corliss now. Uh, why did you mention his name? Because he just gives out bad no, information. No, don't, don't mention his name. And uh, and P Dubs is uh, busy. Otherwise, he would have been here. Uh, but it doesn't matter because we've got a good lineup of people. So that's all that matters. How are we all? Uh, yeah, good. Taking away. Taking yeah. away. Taking away. I, I, I missed the beginning of our pre-record. Um, yeah. Have you had an update yet on when you're going to get um, a little prick? Whoa. Well, see, the the Irish government announced that anyone aged 18 to, 20, 18 to 34 can get it from their local pharmacies, but they didn't tell the pharmacies beforehand. So I've registered for it, but Lord knows when I'm actually going to be given an appointment. So uh, who knows? Hopefully sometime soon. Good Good rephrasing there. Sinead, well done. Thanks. I was literally going to get a ferry over then. I don't think that's necessary. I think Todd's just booked a flight. Why? He doesn't need a vaccine. Well, I I need a little prick. Oh, okay, fair enough. 
Um, right, let's have a look at what everybody's drinking. I'm very intrigued by this one. I don't normally do this, but I'm going to go to Craig first of all. Well, last week, right, what did Mr. Um, P. Dabs have? Uh, all right, so let, let's give some context here. So um, last week, we recorded our Patreon show yes. for the month of June. Oh, yeah, it was Patreon, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and P. Dubs basically <laughs> was just a massive embarrassment. Oh, no, it was I, horrific. I personally, I personally think the reason he's not here tonight is because Shame. he feels ashamed. And... And he should. Yes. That, that's it. I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. He should be ashamed. Yes. So, you know, as far as I'm concerned, that's that. Now, that's on the Patreon shows. Um, look, it's it's worth, I think it's it's five quid a month. I think that's what we charge now. Um, look, you get two bonus episodes. You get all of these episodes early. Um, I, I think it's great value for money. I would say that, but honestly, I do. I think the content we put out on Patreon is, is some of our best work. And that was no exception. So I'm not going to even spoil what it was he was drinking. But Craig, I know this inspired you to go back to your yeah. youth. Well, he went back to his youth, literally to kindergarten or infants, right? So I've gone back to my teenage years when I was a scally law. So I've that got was evil stick. I yeah, some tipex that I'm sniffing. Um, I've got don't do that. Ah. Oh. That can you recognise that noise? No. Mm-hmm. That is a jar of pickled eggs. Oh, mm. Craig! No, you're gonna make me vomit. Well, hang on. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm Craig, I cannot <laughs> stop it. <laughs> I'm literally eating a pickled egg. I'm next to the pickled egg. I hate got... this. Can you mute them again? <laughs> this is horrific. <laughs> I, I, I'm just aghast. Oh. This is, I mean, oh. I did I, look. Sinead, I did not see this coming. Jesus right, Christ. Craig. Craig, Craig warned me that he was preparing something from his youth to have, but I just assumed it was a beverage. And I'll be completely honest. In a way, whilst I know it still repulses you, I'm kind of glad he was eating the pickled egg because what I then, as soon as he said that, what came to my mind was he was going to drink the juice. The nigger. Yeah, which is thinking I've just choked on the pickled egg. Good. Um, so she right. Excellent. I'm drinking a bottle of gotcha. Newcastle Brown Ale. Are you really? Yeah, you need something to wash that down. Yeah, because I a pub. that's what we used to drink when we were scally laws. We used to go to the ale house. We thought we were big men. Bottle drinking of bottles of Nuki Brown Ale. Oh. And when you're half cut, they always have jars of pickled eggs. They, I think they used to be 10p. So I'm having a pickled egg as well. Oh, s- the women is... must have been flocking oh, around. This was not what I, I was expecting from tonight's recording. pickled egg stuck no. between your teeth and uh, Newcastle I, Brown Ale. If I knew... Gherkins how, next week for you. How could you have known, Nick, though? I mean, how could anybody have... Well, this is what I mean. Like, the thing is, I you know, I... All I can all I can say, Sinead, is that I'm sorry. You know, isn't that there's nothing more I can add to that. I if I had any inkling this is what it was going to be, I would have like put up a wall. What's wrong with pickled show. eggs? What's right it's with the pickled sound eggs? you eating the pickled eggs? <laughs> yeah. You don't, you don't want to be listening to this show in high quality using Jesus high quality Christ. headphones. It's all right. Shall I'm I, gonna I'm gonna Shall uh, I drink some pickle juice? This. Hold on. No. Oh Craig, stop. What? Oh, oh that's rank. Oh, that's turned me stomach. Good. Anyway, okay. crack on. 
Well, we know what comes next. Uh, Mr. D, I'm going to steal this shit <sighs> round to you. Oh, God, I'm so happy. I've got, a, I've got an ice cold bottle of bud. Happy Independence Day. It's American. Uh, yes, yeah. It's actually got an England flag on it, though. I mean, it is, it is um, Cinco de Mayo. It is. It's not, uh, not American. No, it's though, Budweiser. You know. I'm looking at the label right now. It's definitely Budweiser. But we, we've missed the 4th of July. It's now Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, I know it is. Isn't it? But, but in July. Yeah, but through the magic of podcasting, it, yeah. could, be, it could be any day. Yeah, true, true. Um, Cinco de Mayo, two months late. Um, Sinead. Um, I have the very boring option of water, but I still feel like that's a vast improvement on what Craig's having. Literally a lady drink from a lady. <laughs> you couldn't get any more lady. Um, Even yeah, if P-Dubs was here. You could be drinking rose, rose water or something. Yeah, no. Just, just um, water is fine. I, I got this bottle. I think I mentioned it on here. I got this bottle about a month ago now that uh, has these discs that you put in that are supposed to scent the water that you're drinking. So you don't, it doesn't... Scent just, the water, not flavour it, scent it. Well, no, no. Well, that's, that's the thing. I'm trying to explain this that's in the right way. That's so quite lady, not, that. Shut up. So what, so what it does, it doesn't, it sits You've in the straw. Shut the up. Lady. It sits in the straw bit of the bottle. So okay. actually, it does, so you know, like when you flavor water, you put fruit in, you infuse it or something like this. This is basically a scent. That's like the so sitting when you're down drinking, to way of water. When you're drinking water, as you're drinking this water through the straw, it's supposed to release this scent because obviously most of the taste of anything is, is you know, the, the, the scent of the item. So, um, but... I said that I wasn't going to try it out until England had got knocked out of the Euros. So I've not tried this bottle yet, but it's to encourage me to drink more water okay. because I need to drink more water, but I haven't, I haven't done it. Once, I've, once that's happened, England either get knocked out or win the competition, which is looking increasingly possible, then I'll try this bottle and see what it's like. However, I am drinking... Um, so you've just first... given us a 10-minute lecture on a drink you're not drinking. Do you know why it was 10 minutes? Because some scally kept interrupting when I was talking. Some scallywag. So, yeah. So I the first time I ever had this flavour of anything was in America, so it kind of like works out. I've got Lucasade Zero Pink Lemonade. Oh, that stuff is lovely. Mm. So it was... Uh, it was in on the reduced section and uh, very nice. Big fan. Oh. I hope you all had a very good Independence Day to our American listeners. Um, I mean, I'm saying that in retrospect, obviously, because that's in the past now. But I hope you had a good time. Whatever. If you don't celebrate Independence Day like us, because obviously it was the worst day in the history of our country. Um, hope you enjoyed what you did in the of July. Yeah, I know. I'm joking. I don't really give a toss about the whole thing. I, I look, it gave us some great musical numbers from Hamilton, right? Exactly. If nothing else. Um, but there you go. So, there's two things we do on this show after we decide what we're drinking, and that is talk about the parts and talk about news outside the parts. So, let's go and have a look at what's going on inside the parts. This episode is sponsored by Quicksilver Tours. Look, we all know travelling is the worst part of any vacation, let alone when hitting Orlando. And what do you do when you get to the airport? 
Magical Express is about to disappear. Free transportation as part of a package deal can be hit or miss, and no one wants to queue up for a long time to get a car hire. And that is where Quicksilver come in. They have a free stop for groceries for airport round trips, a complimentary meet and greet service, as well as luggage assistance. And after a nine-hour flight, who couldn't want some help with their luggage? And look, podcasts are always promoting things, right? But how many can vouch for the products or service? Well, we can, because Craig has used Quicksilver on previous trips and will be using them again for his next. And he went with 17 people. So whilst we know there are other good companies out there, we personally know how good Quicksilver are, and we are delighted to welcome them as sponsors. And you know what? We can even sweeten the deal. If you contact Quicksilver Tours for a reservation and mention this podcast, they will even give you a special discount of $5 off for airport round trips. That's off their already reasonable prices. So you've tried the rest, and now try the ones who, in our opinion, are the best by visiting quicksilvertransportation.com today. Don't wait if you have an upcoming trip. Book today. Lots of news. P-Dubs even sent me some news over that you wanted me to cover as well. So we've got a fair bit, I think, to talk about. But does anybody want to go first? Um, I can go first. A couple of short things. So Disney have announced that the dining plan is coming back. Yay. But (laughs) But they haven't said when. Yes. And they haven't said, they haven't said if it's going to be the same format as it was before, or if it's going to be different, and which it's going to be, etc. But they've just said that the Dana plan is coming back. So you've got to believe it's going to come back fairly soon. You've got to believe that they're going to want it there for the 50th, um, you would think. I, I think it comes down to when everything is back to normal. I mean, the new normal. But what I mean is, is there's still quite a lot of places that aren't open yet, are they? Yeah, but they are opening fast. I mean, that was that was some of the news I had as well. I won't I won't go through them now. But why not? Places are opening up pretty fast. They need all the hotels open and all the, the restaurants open. I yeah. don't think they, I don't think hotels so much, but definitely the restaurants. Because at the end of the day, if you've got a Disney dining plan, you need to be able to then book to eat in those places or, or mm-hmm. be able to guarantee you can actually use it because otherwise it's going to yeah. cause mass disruption. Yeah. So I think that's what's going to happen. If I was a betting man, and obviously we don't have a time scale for when all these places are opening or anything like that, I think it will be after the 50th. I was pricing up Florida, up Florida um, for August next year for Kerry's 50th just on a whim today. And they're still next August offering the $950 well, yeah, because they will be doing that because they'll only be offering whatever's available at the moment. Yeah. As soon as the yeah. plan gets reintroduced, no, that will probably the, go. The, the could have, that, could, that offer could not be on for next August because there isn't a dining plan to offer, and but they're not offering that now. But what, they, what they've done in the past, Craig, is so I know what you're saying. So say you're booking up for next August and you're getting $950, and then 1st of January, they say you know, that if you go in August, you can have the full dining plan. What they've done in the past is they'll, they'll just upgrade you yep. to the dining plan. Or they'll bring up free dining, but it'll be after the previous deal period. So Yeah, that's what I think they'll do. Yeah. 
but I mean, the, the restaurants are opening up pretty much on a weekly basis, and the hotels. There's a whole load of them this week, or an inch this week. So I think it will be when they're, they've opened up sufficient numbers of those. But I also don't think they'll do it before the 50th birthday has taken place. So if I was a betting man, I would say possibly November. Um, but I'd actually go with January of next year. Unless they, unless they are really feeling it in the pocket and they need to bring it back earlier than that. I think it'll be beginning of next year because there's enough to entice people between now and the end of the year. They don't want to do it. They don't want to introduce it too near to Christmas because well, it's really it, going to be busy. I want to say no. Yeah. But you, I think what you mean Nick, is offering it as a deal, but they don't need to offer it as a deal. People will pay it for the plan. Yep. Okay. Yeah. That's a good right. Yeah, so it's I, only think, really... I think, you know, they're losing money on that. So I think they'll want to introduce that as soon as everything's open back up again. I agree, you're absolutely right. The restaurants and the hotels have got to be opened up again, but I think they'll be opened up by the 1st of October. And I think you'll be able to buy the dining plan. But I don't think you'll get it as a deal. And I, I doubt they need to give it as a deal right now. People are so desperate to go and it's the 50th. They probably don't need to give it away, you know? For a while. True, because normally with the States anyways, like I know if you're traveling from this side of the world, they'd usually give you some form of a dining plan, even if it was just like breakfast included or something like that, because we've a tendency to go for so long. But usually in the States, it's usually quite limited. So, I mean, and people still pay for it. So I yeah. I don't know. It's a tough one to gauge. Yeah, I think I think I think you now you pointed that out, Mister. I think you're probably right. Um and yeah, Sinead, I think it is a bit of a different thing for us because we are going for a much longer period. So, I mean, I've never understood really why they've insisted in giving it away because to me, it's a great upset opportunity anyway to UK guests, especially because of how long they're going for. Um, but it's it's interesting nonetheless because, I mean, obviously people have been asking for it. Um, so it's it's good that it's happening. But yeah, I mean, it's it, weird that they didn't give any... And I wonder if the reason they've not given any indication is because they don't want people to, like, change their plans. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Which they could... I mean, I don't, I mean, I, I don't know if people generally would do that. But mm -hmm. it's got to be a risk that they've, they've got to consider, I suppose, is that let's just say they do announce it for... Um, the birthday celebrations with Steve. So let's say they've, they've announced it then. It's not going to have much of an impact because people were probably going, flocking there anyway uh, to be there for the, the 50th anniversary. Um, but if they announced it was going to be in December and you had people coming, you know, mid-October to like November time, are those people going to cancel and rebook? You know, it's a possibility, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, but still, still, yeah, still, good be. news that they are they are, you know, now talking about bringing it back. That it's act, it is actually mm -hmm. going to be coming back. It's uh, another sign of uh, normality at the parks, I suppose. It is, yeah. Um, yep, Sinead, sure. did you uh, did you have something you wanted to talk about or things? Yes. So they announced, um, what was it, the end of last week, that Coco is being added into Mickey's Hill Philharmonic from the 17th of July, 
which is a Saturday. Um, so it's being added to the California Adventure one, Disneyland Paris, and then also later in the year, it'll be added to the Magic Kingdom one in Walt Disney World for the 50th. So un poco loco, um, and the whole scene is being added in. And there's a little visual of it. Um, Donald looks very excited. Um, so yeah, that'll be a nice little nice little update to PhilharMagic. I think everyone's been calling for PhilharMagic to have some form of an update for a while because they keep mm. bringing it to different parks and just it's the same thing and the same movies. So it's nice to see a bit of freshness going into it. Uh, 100%. Yeah, 100% agree. Uh, it's something that P-Dubs also um, wanted to, us to talk about. Um, so we're doing it for you as well. But um, yeah, it, it is the it's the obvious thing and i mean i think I'm not looking this up um maybe i should be but i'm sure filler magic originally opened about 2003 2004 ish and when that first opened up it had and still does little mermaid lion king uh, aladdin and at that time those films were you know getting on to be about 10 years old but they weren't old films but there's been so many big disney films since then that it's weird that it's not been updated now what is interesting is coco's a pixar film right Mm -hmm. so it's interesting they're putting a pixar film into it it may i mean i think it does make sense um you know either that or frozen or Moana would have worked really well because they're big musical films and got big musical numbers that everyone likes. Um, but I think Coco is a is a great choice. But it does make you wonder, is this dipping their toes in the water as to upgrading the entire uh, film? Because as great okay. as it is, and I really do enjoy Phil Magic, it, again, it could do with some new scenes. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, it could. And it's interesting. And like you say, there's no reason why not. There's plenty of yeah, plenty of material. Yeah, it's and a I mean, relatively I cheap upgrade. Well, that that's what's that's why this is interesting because they they're obviously just being able to slot this in as part of the film. So it's interesting that they can do that. Um, you, I mean, you know, actually. Here's an idea, Disney, if you're listening. Why don't you do it like Star Tours? Why don't you have... Yeah. Hmm. Why don't you add in, like, five more scenes and just have them play... If that's what you can do, you know, the beginning's going to be the same, the end's going to be the same, but what happens in between the beginning and the end doesn't really matter. Very true. Yeah. So I wonder if I wonder if this is dipping its toe in, or it's just we can do something. So we're going to just do this for a limited time or something as a way to getting people to go back. Um, I still really wish though, and Shanae, you're you're probably the best person to speak about this. I really wish to do the Disneyland Paris one properly. Yeah, absolutely. It's such an we, afterthought, isn't it? The fact that we don't have the Donald book makes me so sad. Yes. Donald, well, you're getting it first, though, aren't you? No, well, we're getting the same, same time, time as California. California. Although technically DLP will have it a couple areas just purely for the yeah. time difference. Yeah. That's besides the point. Yeah. 
Um, but I mean, Donald Butt was my favorite uh, vinylation probably of all time. Nice. I loved it so much. It was such a clever idea for vinylation. Um, and it, it's such a, a simple thing that just really seals off that attraction. But the Disneyland Paris one is just awful. It doesn't fit the screen properly. The effects don't work. You know, if I mean, it, it, to be honest, it's a testament to the quality of the actual film itself that you yeah. will still go and watch it because of how good it is, even I though remember, you're watching the worst conditions. Yeah, I remember me, Kate, and her little sister went to see it when we went for Halloween because everything else was like a 10 million hour wait. And there was this woman that was sat in the front row and she must have been absolutely langered. And she was like ducking and diving like out of the way of all the instruments. She was like trying to grab Donald. Like she didn't know what she was watching. And she was the most comical thing I've ever seen. She made it far more enjoyable (laughs) than the DLP experience of Philharmagic should be because she was just on another planet. It was great. Um, just for those not aware, so at Villa Magic in Disneyland Paris is in the theatre that used to show Captain EO. So it has the same screen kind of design as Captain EO, which means it's kind of, it's not on a wonk. How, how would you describe it? I don't know how to describe it, but it's not, it's not rectangular, is it? There's like kind of sections of it that aren't visible because of the how they projected the film in the first place but yeah it's it, it's weird and you don't get the scent and you don't get um i think you get the water spray Sinead, am i right in saying that i've not imagined that it's not that wasn't someone sneezing over me um i i think it depends on where you sit right yeah actually that probably sums it up quite well yeah but you don't get the sense and you don't get um the other things that you get during the, the others because it was just a cheap, we'll whack it in here. And I think it was supposed to be a um, a short kind of um, attraction, but it's been there for about three years now, which is very typical DLP. Um, but yeah, it's good. It's good to see a bit of a change in there, and I'm excited to to see it, especially being based around Coco. So that's good. Craigafer, mm-hmm. what did you want to talk about? Nothing. I haven't really got any news. Cool. Misty. <laughs> you got nothing, Greg, honestly. You got nothing. I've been be- I've been awake all day, do you know what I mean? Just... I knew I knew I should have planned this show weeks in advance rather than asking you on the day whether you're gonna turn up or not. Um you don't want to talk about um the the extra magic hours? Um you don't want to talk about the class system that Disney are implementing? I haven't mm. got a problem with it. I think you're the only person that doesn't, actually. Well, I mean, Disney people just get offended about everything and enraged about everything. So whatever you say or do is going to upset someone, isn't it? I don't see the point in the 30-minute early park admission um, for all guests because 30 minutes is neither here nor there. Oh, I do agree. I oh, so, what's thirty minutes going to get you? Well, it'll get you at least at least one go on the big attractions, if not if not two. I remember it's the. I think this is a good system. I think this is an improvement because the old system was an hour, 
but it was only one part, right? Yeah. This is 30 minutes on all the parts. So what that what that hour did, we used to actually avoid, even though we stayed on site, we would avoid the park that had early magic hours because everybody would go to that park. So yeah. we would actually go, we'd be at rope drop for the regular time for the other parks. And and they, you even though they were you know, opening at the same time to the general public, all the all the Disney guests were, were going to the one that had early hours. So what this does is it spreads everybody out. Right? Oh. You can go to any park and you get in 30 minutes. Now, it's only 30 minutes, but if you're there early, you know, you can get on whatever. I mean, I know you can't get on Rise have of the they, Resistance. Said, but... Because in the Extra Magic Hour back in the day, did they have the whole park open or was it just an area? Yeah, you know, like Universal... Universal just as like one of the Harry Potters open for that first hour, don't they? Um, and me and Nick got stranded at the back of the park because yeah. Men in Black wasn't open yet. We'd done Harry Potter and we had to stand around for about 15 minutes. Yeah. So it was, most, have... it was most of the park, I think. It was certainly all the bigger tracks, all the ones that you'd want to go on. I, I don't, I mean, it's brilliant that it's all four parks, obviously. Um, it will spread the guests out. But yeah. I just think if they're going to pay the cast members half an hour, why not pay the cast members an hour? Do you know what I mean? It's just the other thing: the the deluxe guests uh, being able to stay for no determined time yet on occasional yeah. nights for extra magic hours. They haven't yeah. said how many nights yet have they, or for how long. No. no, I haven't got a problem with it because I generally stay in deluxe, but. Um, how do you police it without it? You know, you're not allowed to ask people if they've had a COVID vaccine. So how, you know, how do you police it? Are you in a modest or a deluxe? Are you, in, you know what I mean? It's... They'll have to do it like they did, you know, like the Halloween parties and things like that. I, assume, you know? I would imagine maybe if you're going on attractions and stuff, you maybe have to go through the fast pass queue. So they'll scan your magic band yeah. and somehow read what resort you're at or something like this. Yeah. But, they made these, I could be wrong, but they made these changes to GLP a couple of years ago, Nick, didn't they? Where rather than having it for like an hour and a half or two hours in the morning for one of the parks, they just did, what, like an hour or 45 minutes for both parks? They, did the, they only did that a couple of years ago, didn't they? Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're right on that. Um, I know, I, I'm not sure. I think the last time I went, I think it might have just been Magic Kingdom. Well, not Magic Kingdom, Disneyland Park. Um I don't think it was a studios, but yes, it, it is definitely, they've definitely done it for both parts at certain times. Yeah. yeah and like that, I, cause I remember initially we were like, oh, you're not getting quite as long in the morning. But as you said, Mr. E, like it does spread people out because you'll get the people, there's generally like three types of people that go to DLP. There's the people that run to Crusher's Coaster. There's the people that run to the Princess Pavilion. And there's the people that run to the rest of the characters. So it kind of spreads people out because it's not just funneling everybody into one park. Because if you only had extra magic time in studios, everybody went to Crush. So you may yeah. as well not bloody have it. And I'm aware DLP is a very a different scenario to Walt Disney World, but it should help kind of yeah. even things out a little bit. I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think so. So I think it's quite a good thing. And in terms of the deluxe thing, I think we can manage that okay because they obviously had late um, or extra magic hours at night, whatever they called it, um, for all resort guests before when they policed it. And I think you're probably right, Shane. Yeah. 
you know, if you have to, you have to flash your your room key or your magic <laughs> band going through the fast pass lane, then um, well, you know, that's like one way they could work it. Mickey's scared. Mickey's not so scary. Um, mm. You can have normal people in there, but they mm. do get siphoned out they eventually, do. don't they? Over yeah. the period, you know, they can duck and dive as long as they can. But at certain points, there are people asking them to scan the magic bands and stuff, and it's time to leave now, and they do hurry them out. But, yeah. I mean, well, it, it'll depend. I, I don't know. I haven't seen any news on it, how people are reacting to the news. I, I presume they're offended. I presume they're all enraged and angry. But, but what I mean, it'd be interesting to see whether this is a package of things because obviously we still don't know about um, fast passes, you know, lots of rumors yeah. about fast passes. So is it going to be actually, you know, a raft of things that make it more desirable to stay at a deluxe resort? I mean, it is, it is kind of, um, it is kind of unusual really. You pay a hell of a lot more for a deluxe resort in relation to a moderate or a value. And okay, the resorts themselves are, more themed, they've got more amenities, you know, yes. sporty type things and restaurants and things like that. But in terms of privileges, you get exactly the same privileges right now. You know, you get the same early early entry. Yeah, yeah. It used to be the same late entry. And that was it. You're you didn't get any more fast passes. You'd or... actually get penalised for having a car at a deluxe resort because the parking costs more yeah. than it does at a cheaper resort. Yeah. So it's deluxe resorts and DVC, because obviously the DVC properties are classed as deluxe. So those guests, which will include me, uh, mm. will be getting some kind of late late entry. But as you say, we don't know what that looks like yet. I mean, I think I think before it wasn't that often. I think it was like once a week, one part once a week, something like that. I suppose it depends on what time of the year, but hey, if it's an hour or two or... You know, that's pretty good, I think. A couple of hours. Uh, and also, the way we plan our holidays, um, you know, like the 180 days for your dining and stuff like that, I don't remember us ever really being able to capitalise on the extra magic hours because we'd always made our plans by the time we put the, the dates out. Yeah, I mean, look, the, the, the whole... It is a class thing as far as I'm concerned. And the thing is, I also, I no, also, it's not. no, it's, it's not a class thing. Craig, do you remember when you were talking? Yeah, and it was nonsense, but I didn't talk all over you. Doesn't matter. Yeah, it does. Because what Mr. D was saying is actually quite true. And that is that other than the fact you're in a better location, you're not actually getting any benefits for staying in that upper level. Now, Sinead, you, I'm sure you're aware of what happens at DLP if you're staying at like club level or you're staying in, um, you know, one of the superior rooms at like a Disneyland hotel or yeah, um, which was Bay. which was something I was going to bring up because again, it's kind of like they they've been trialing it in DLP for a while and now they're bringing it to Disney World. So if you stay in a club level room, I've only ever done Golden Forest in Sequoia Lodge, and Sequoia Lodge would what be kind of considered like a moderate ish yeah yeah um, freestyle yeah so if you stay in a club level room you get there's a private lounge where you get to have breakfast in the morning and then they have like drinks and snacks and stuff in the evening so again like a concierge lounge but you also get a paper fast pass 
for every day of your trip um, and you can use it on any attraction you want that has fast pass and you don't have to go you can have other fast passes at the same time um, and you can just walk up even if fast passes aren't open on certain rides if it's a quiet time you can still go through the fast pass queue so you do get extra benefits for staying in a club level room in DLP they're just now bringing that to Walt Disney World I think where people are maybe getting a bit up in arms about it is that a trip to DLP might cost you couple hundred euro couple hundred pounds whereas a trip to Walt Disney World will call you cost you a couple grand or if you're staying in a deluxe potentially even more than that so I think that's where people are potentially getting a little bit if you do if you do a very quick comparison right if you're staying at one of those rooms in DLP for normally five days right you don't normally stay much longer than five days most people so let's say that you know, a, a room in the Golden Forest is probably going to cost you about £1,200, £1,500, maybe. I'm trying to think. Now, we got it on, like, a cast member discount, but I think it cost us around 200 or 250 each, and there was three of us. So right. we probably got it at a 50%. So, yeah, probably about €1,200, Yeah, give or take, the time of year. Yeah, and, and I mean... and. Yeah, obviously, if you're a pass holder, you do get, or you're a cast member in your case, you do get better rates as well on hotels. I mean, it cost me silly money when I stayed at Cheyenne using my pass holder discount last time. Um, but let's use that as the example. So if we say five days there, cost you about £1,200, right? Mm-hmm. If you're staying in a deluxe at Disney World, even for a week, you're looking at about four or five times that. Mm-hmm. And, and you're not getting anything for that. So if they turned around, and I know it's been it's been muted around before this idea of, you know, uh, you know, getting a few f- fast passes if you're staying at a deluxe hotel or something. I don't have an issue with that because I think you should get some perks with that. But I do think closing the parks to the public is not the same. I don't see I, I don't see that as being on the same level as giving away some fast passes. Yeah. And I think the difference is you can still get paper fast passes for free in DLP. And I know it hasn't been confirmed if like fast passes are going away completely or if they'll only be for um deluxe hotels and stuff like that. But where Disney have done paid fast passes either with Max Pass in California or by staying in club level or buying fast passes in DLP, you have always had the option to just walk up on the day and get a free fast pass. So everybody can still avail of them, but there are ways of paying for them for a premium. I have a theory. <clears throat> Go for it. Sorry, I had a Budweiser malfunction. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to die. Is mm? that where the theory came from? <laughs> no. Well, it did, as I was dying, I saw a light and... In that light, there was this theory. Um, But I just wonder, it's not a theory, I just wonder. You know, they haven't announced FastPass and what's going to happen with FastPass. But they have got to differentiate. I mean, people are paying so much more money for a deluxe and getting, you know, so little extra, really. I mean, yeah, beautiful resort. But things like the restaurants and stuff like that, you don't have to stay in that resort to enjoy going to Hannah or... Victoria and Alberts or whatever you can you can be staying in the All Star and and go to Victoria and Alberts if you want to pay the money. So 
I just wonder though, there's been all sorts of theories about the fast pass. Because, you know, is it going to be tiered? So, you know, you get two fast passes a day if you're in a value, three if you're in a moderate, five if you're in a deluxe, etc. Or is it just going to be like universal where you pay for it? So it don't matter whether you're a deluxe guest, moderate guest, or an offside guest, you pay for your fast passes and that's it. And I kind of think the latter, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be paid. And and so therefore, if you're paying for a deluxe resort, and now you're also paying, got to pay for fast pass if you want it, that's a, that's a kick in the teeth to the deluxe guests. Do you know what I mean? So you've got to give the deluxe guests something else that means actually maybe they don't need fast pass or don't need it so much or don't need it so often. So that's my theory. My theory is fast pass is coming back, but it's going to be paid. I it's think going I, to be free associated with the resort. I agree with that. In. But I think the deluxe people are going to get fast passes for free. Yeah, I'm not sure. I thought they might, <clears> but now that they've done this, I'm not sure they will. If you give the deluxe people unlimited fast passes like they do at Universal, I know it's a different kettle of fish over there because yeah. there's less rides, whatever. It's smaller. <clears throat> Yeah, but um, them people they can't go on all the rides and all them fast passes that are in the system to be booked or released. Do you know what I mean? Not all the deluxe people can go on all the rides all the time. They, they will, it'll change how they do their Disney. They'll go ride to ride to ride. They won't just go on the same ride ten times on the bounce. You'll move yeah. on. And I suppose what moment, I was thinking about, though, sorry. Well, just at the moment, I, I don't know if this will go away, but maybe this will stay where people are, are, have got to book their um, theme park for the day and you can only change after two o'clock. So maybe that yeah. gets folded into it somehow as well. I think that'll go away, though. That, probably, that, that was it, a COVID thing. Yeah, it probably will go away. But um, but the thing is, though, if you're if you're getting free fast passes if you're in a deluxe and you're getting free fast passes why would they do this because this is going to cost this is an extra hassle for them to lay on extra staff late at night you know it isn't just the people who run the rides it's the people who are in the restaurants the security people have got to stay late the cleaners can't start until later the maintenance guys all of that why would they do that if they were going to give you fast passes so when I saw this I thought "Mm, okay I wonder if wonder if you really are going to get fast passes. I, I think it's just going to be pay. My, my, that's my theory. But we'll find out pretty soon, I think. Yeah. yeah. And maybe, I mean, the old way where the extra magic hours were of a, a night time, that wasn't a week, a daily thing. That was no. maybe t- twice a week or yeah. once a week. You know, yeah, so it was maybe less... It's just it's probably going to be the same. I think, yeah. Just, it won't be every day. No. Yeah. But just for deluxe people. Yeah. It'd be interesting. Time will tell. Yeah. yeah. It'd be interesting. But they de- I think you've definitely got to do something. I mean, the price of a deluxe resort is just so much more than, you know, than even a moderate. Crazy prices. Yeah, I'm just not okay. a fan. I'm just not a fan of it. I, I, I said, I think they should do something. I think giving away some fast passes, 
is a much fairer system than basically chucking people out of a theme park that they've paid for. You've you've all paid to go to these theme parks. Yeah, but there's so much of that, Nick. I mean, you know, you've paid to go to the theme park, but then they chuck you up when they have Halloween parties and after yeah, our but, paid events and all sorts. I mean, you still yeah, but that's that's advertised. Yeah. That's advertised well in advance. You know, this is yeah. something they've just decided to do. Yeah. You know, would would people have changed their plans? You know, going back to like the dining plan thing we're talking about. Would, you know, would people have changed their plans if they knew that? They, they would get access to parks at, at times when other guests wouldn't be allowed if they stayed at a deluxe, possibly. But I just think I just think yeah. this hey, is the I'm start not... of the big class system that's coming into play here. And I, I, yeah, I think Disney have better class system on the go for quite a long time. Uh, they've been yeah, you know, they've and been pricing people out of the market because they want they want the big bucks definitely. I and I don't. I don't agree with that, but I think it's, it's a, been happening for a long time and I think it's going to continue. It's not a class system. Right? You've got rich people and you've got less rich people. You've also got less rich people who save up longer to stay in the deluxe. So maybe they don't have a holiday every two years. Maybe they go every four years. That's their choice. Everyone can decide on how much they want to spend on these holidays. You just go less regular. It's not a class thing. It's how desperate you... You can all go to Disney and stay off property and go every year and go on indirect flights and stay no, on I international dis- drive. I completely disagree. I disagree on that because the thing is, it, the days the days of that being a reasonably priced option are long gone. Yeah, you can stay in a villa and it'll be much cheaper. You can stay on iDrive, it'll be much cheaper. But getting your flights, getting your theme park tickets paying for parking, all of that stuff, it makes what used to be a reasonable holiday now out of reach for a lot of people. And we're looking at this from the UK angle. I mean, obviously, you still have that with, you know, American families as well, but maybe not to the same extent. But it is. You know, the first time, the first time I went to Disney World, we stayed off property for two weeks, and that whole holiday for two adults all theme park tickets, even Discovery Cove as well, was about two grand. We went three years later, we spent a week on Disney property at a value, um, a week on iDrive, a week at Celebra- um, not Celebration, at Clearwater. Um, again, all theme park tickets, everything like that. And that was 3,000, just over 3,000 pounds. Now, if I wanted to do that same holiday today, I'd be looking at you know, at least even even with two adults, which obviously is not how I travel like that now. But we'd be looking at you know at least two or three times that price. And I I take I completely take your point on that, Nick. And like when I went to Disney World in 2015, two weeks staying on site cost me fifteen hundred split between like it was fifteen hundred each with the person that I went with. Um and it I would not get a trip to Disney World for that now. Um do I like that Disney are continuously pricing people out? And am I very close to being completely priced out myself? Yes. Do I like, do I like that? No. Is that unfortunately the way the world works? Yes. At the end of the day, Disney are a business. And if anything, the last kind of year has taught us is that Disney are ruthless as a business and will do whatever they need to do to keep their shareholders happy, to keep the bank balance happy. And I think... 
I know there's a lot of kind of what everyone likes to call pixie dusters and all that kind of stuff that like to see the wonderful side of Disney and all that kind of thing. At the end of the day, they're a business and they there is only so much pixie dust that they care about other than the bottom line and the financials, unfortunately. Yeah. No, I, I you know, we've said before that the reason why they can charge these prices is because people are willing to pay them. Yeah. Not everybody. Because so you're right, some people are getting priced up or as Craig says... You know, instead of it being go every two or three years, I can only afford to go every five years or eight years or whatever it is. But but as the reality, you know, and and again, the thing the thing is, we've got to remember that you know most people who go to Disney aren't aren't gone for two weeks or three weeks; they're gone for like four or five nights. So for them, it's it's still less affordable, but it isn't quite the big sticker shock that we get. You know, it isn't the five, six, seven, eight, nine grand. Um, you know, instead of it being maybe seven hundred dollars twenty years ago, it's now two thousand dollars. But that's still affordable if you're only gone for four, four or five nights. So, you know, it, it's unfortunate, and I don't like it, but. It is what it is, and it's not going to change. They've been really successful at filling the rooms and the parks almost right through the whole year now, whereas before they, they, they weren't able to do that at the beginning. You know, when I first started going in the late 90s, early 2000s, there were definitely times of the year where it was much, much quieter. Mm. And that's when you got the really good deals. That's when you got the dining plans and all that stuff. And the thing is, I'm not saying Disney are wrong for doing this because, like you say, they're a business, right? They are there to keep the shareholders happy. They're there to make as much money as possible. So I'm not saying that they shouldn't be doing this. But also, I'm not celebrating it like Craig is or suggesting that this is a good idea. I'm not celebrating it. I just, it doesn't anger me. It just, it is what it is. It's it's like the flights to Florida for me and Unique in September a five hundred pound per person. When I take my family in August, they're eleven hundred pounds, thirteen hundred pound per person. If I go premium economy, seventeen hundred and fifty pound per person. Yeah, so that's interesting because you know, that's one thing that hasn't really changed. The first time we went, the flights were about five hundred quid. Actually, flights haven't changed that much. It's everything else. I think. It's theme park tickets and the accommodation. Yeah, I think, unfortunately, like Disney is a premium product. And it was something that was drilled into me when I was a cast member in the Disney store. Like the reason why the stuff in the Disney store is so much more expensive than ever else is because it's a premium product. Disney is a premium product. And unfortunately, we're just the fools that decided to be a bit obsessed with a premium product. But it's not. You can't sit there, Sinead, and tell me that that stuff is premium products. It's not. Oh no, but if, that like, stuff is many, you know I am the first person to like you know what I you know I'll call it out and no it's not but again it's that kind of thing of Disney have set themselves up as being that premium product and that being being that difference and there's a reason why there's 10 million Disney podcasts and 10 million Disney planners and all that kind of stuff because it is seen as that premium holiday that everyone wants to go to that trip of a lifetime that everyone wants to do. And I think Disney are banking on it being more of that trip of a lifetime rather than maybe something that people do on the regular. Because if it is your one-time trip, 
you're going to spend the extra money if you'd maybe save that extra two years, stay in the deluxe hotel, go all out, and then that's you done. They don't have to worry about you again. Yeah, I, I, I just think as well, though, if you're, you know, like, Craig, you do this every two or three years, right? You're the perfect example for this, right? You go on an expensive holiday. I would not be spending the money you do on a holiday anywhere. So the thing is, if my only option was to spend what you would spend on a holiday, I wouldn't be going to Disney ever again. Because yeah, I just wouldn't justify but you've it. Got, yeah, but you've got choices. I mean, you can spend a lot less. You can go to Disney and spend a lot less. You don't of course you have can, to yeah. stay in Deluxes. It just means that you don't get whatever these extra magicers, which at the end of the day, it'll be, it'll be small. It'll be one a week, probably, maybe two. And it'll be a couple of hours at the end of the day. Disney would probably argue that that it, they're extending the park hours for those guests. They'd probably argue that if they weren't doing that, they'd be shutting the park anyway. And they're, they're only doing this, right, because their hand has been forced. Because we know that the deluxe resorts are currently not filling up the way they want them to be. Because the pandemic has hit and people are struggling. But they still want their Disney fix. And they're still going down. You know, it's obviously just Americans at the moment or whatever. Still, they're still going down for their four days, but they're doing it in the pop centuries. They're not doing it in the deluxes. Yeah, well, I think the fact that they've just announced that they're going to convert a whole building, 200, 200 rooms, to DVC shows that. If they can't fill them in the Grand Floridian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Three buildings in the poly, you know. Different in the contemporary because they built a whole new tower, but they've obviously got some excess capacity. I mean, after after nine eleven, they mothballed some hotels, didn't they, for a couple of years? Mm. They literally just shut them down. Well, they didn't Pop, reopen. Pop Century. There was supposed to be the golden years at Pop Century, which is now the art of animation. But that was That's supposed right. to open the year. Well, I think it was supposed to open in two thousand and two, and obviously because of. 911. Yeah. The buildings just stood there empty for about mm-hmm. a decade yeah. before they started doing animation over there. Yeah. I think there was actually hotels that stayed shut as well. There was actual hotels that stayed shut. And yeah. this pandemic hasn't played out yet. I'm not allowed to say the the um whatever I used to call it. The great unpleasantness is what I like to call it now, right? And it's still going on. And it hasn't finished. We're still, we've got, still got, um, what's it, where they're paying wages, the government are paying wages, furlough. We've still got furlough going on until autumn. So we're getting propped up still. It, this hasn't played out uh, economically yet. It hasn't finished. So Disney might well still get hit in the pocket. Well, they will, one doubt. This, you know, they're still suffering. Yeah. Undoubtedly, they haven't got any international guests. They haven't got any cruises. Cruise lines parked up. You know, there's still loads of hotels. Well, not loads, but there's still some hotels and restaurants that haven't opened up. They're opening them up pretty much on a weekly basis. We can go on to that. I've got a list of some of the ones that are, that are opening up now, but should probably move on now. I think we've, we've probably done this one to death, but hey, more to come, I think, on this one. I think when the fast pass thing hits, I think that's going to be a big, yeah. Uh, a big topic along similar lines. Yeah. Unless they just keep it as it is, but I'd, I'd be surprised. Now, this is kind of going back to what you were talking about, Mr. D. 
that P-Dub sent me an article he wanted us to discuss about uh, several Disney World table and quick service dining locations that are reopening soon. Go for it. Um, now, the first one, and I'm not, I'm not, you know, P-Dub just sent this over to me. He didn't send it over in any context, so I don't know, but I'm, I'm assuming this was the one that took his fancy. Um, have you ever been to Citricos at um, the Grand Flow? I haven't, no. Heather has, but I haven't. Craig, you ever been? No. It's a signature, and it's one of the two signatures. No. Okay. Um, so it's been reimagined to pay tribute to the whimsy and elegance of Mary Poppins Returns. Mary Poppins. Guests will see slight touches of the film throughout the restaurant, which will evoke a fanciful garden setting. Now, um, I'm only looking at pictures here, but it looks like they've stuck some flowered flowery upholstery on some chairs. Nice. I can't really see, you know, I was expecting trees and like artificial grass walls, but it looks like that's, that's it. Um, A new menu has been crafted by chef um, Andre Mendoza and will feature dishes such as sweet corn bisque, strawberry salad with chamomile infused goat cheese and butter poached florida florida cobia with mashed fingerling potatoes anyone know what cobia is is that type of fish haven't a never heard of it you haven't got pickled eggs on the menu it looks like pickled eggs but it definitely isn't um uh the pastry from the scarlet witch from there from from cobia Mm -hmm. yeah um Pastry chef Christine Farmer um, has also created a warm apple rose and a decadent chocolate torte, which I mean, this is looks like ice cream rolls. Yeah, I don't know if that is what it is or not. But, yeah. This is fairly standard for the grand floor, though, isn't it? I mean, yeah. they, have, they have got touches of Mary Poppins. You like you meet Mary Poppins at nineteen hundred Park Fair. Yeah. Um, They've got they've got little sort of penguin statue at the, at the DVC reception. The penguins playing in the fountain, and, but it's all, all it's all very low key. It's not kind of all star music, you know. Forty foot why high characters, you, you bright think, colours though, in your why face. Why do you think Mary Poppins is almost like the mascot of the Grand Floridian? Fancy. Well, it's that sort of time, and it? it's like a Victorian and Victorian era. Um, sort of vibe in that. So if you think about Disney, Disney characters, classic Disney characters, you know Mary Poppins kind of fits in there. Although Wrong I don't constant, think though. I don't think it's Victorian. I think it's more Edwardian in that Mary Poppins. But yeah. Oh yeah, it's made, it's wrong continent, but still, you know, this is uh, the world of imagination. So it's okay. Uh, bookings are now reo- are open for it and it will reopen on the 15th of July if you want to go and have that strawberry salad with chamomile infused goat cheese. I don't know if I, don't get me wrong, I love a goat cheese, but chamomile infused, I don't know if it's, I've seen. It's so weird, isn't it? Um, Trails End at Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground is going to reopen on the 17th. Yay. Uh, former, formerly a buffet-style restaurant, it's now transitioned to offer family-style skillets for breakfast yeah. and dinner. Um, yeah, I wonder if they'll maintain that. You know, obviously um, there's a few, th- few gone like that. 
I think I think this stuff will certainly I think it's here to stay, but in the short term. I think the skillets cuts down on a lot of waste though, yeah. doesn't it? That's what I was gonna say. Like, because it's still all it's still all you need. I think they still refill the skillets if you want. But oh, yeah. It stops it stops the sheer volume of mm-hmm. food wastage that I imagine you get at a buffet. Which hi hello, we're trying to save the environment ish. If people could do that, that would be great. So that in itself would be good. I've always thought buffets were good ideas until you think about the food waste situation. Yeah. Um, and then you realise just how bad they are. And I think they. I don't understand, and I all the all the buffet kind of places near me. There's not many, but the ones that um, I know that have reopened where I live, they're now doing basically all the you know all you can eat. So you get a menu, and they've got everything on the menu that you used to be able to get from the buffet, plus mm. you know different bits and pieces. And you'll just yeah. say, you know, I want this, 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 and this, and you'll go and mm. get it. And if you want more afterwards, then you can. And it's freshly cooked. And to be honest, you think yeah. from a food standpoint, it's probably better quality. Yeah. Because it's being cooked, you know, fresh rather than sitting out under a hot light for, you know, half an hour or whatever. Or um, is it? And and like you say, it cuts down on food waste. So surely it's 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 better all around. But I don't I see do- buffets coming back until this pandemic is well kicked to the, the curb. It's so, an it's an interesting way. question, right? But there's a, there were a couple of restaurants that were family style before in, yeah. in Disney, right? So uh, Whispering Canyons Cafe was family style, for example. And I'll tell you where the I'll tell you where the waste comes in. So like you get this, you get this big skillet and it's got all, it's got a heap of stuff on it, right? So the first thing is so so they give you everything in the first serving. So Whispering Canyons Cafe, it was very meat heavy. So you'd have like chicken and pork and sausages and ribs and, and stuff like that. So if you don't like something, that's gonna get wasted, right? If you don't if you don't eat everything that's on the first skillet, that's gonna yeah, get wasted. Yeah, I agree with that and definitely. Then and then if you say if the waiter comes or server comes and you say, right, we want some more sausages, ribs, and chicken. They want a tip. They want a good tip. So guess how much they bring back of the sausages, the ribs, and the chicken? They, our experience was to bring back freaking loads, right? So there is still there is still some some wastage. I wonder what is the most economical. You're probably right. It probably is better than a buffet because then you get you get the other scenario where you see people just load up a huge plate of food and then you will eat half of it, which drives me absolutely crazy because yeah. you can go back as many times as you like you know don't take two pounds of macaroni cheese if you've never tried macaroni cheese and then leave all go up and try a little bit if you like it go and get some more you know? but anyway get off my soapbox no i, yeah, I obviously, completely agree with you on that because that's kind of the model that like no i suppose it's not exactly the same but like a lot of the restaurants in the cruise on the cruise lines it's you can order as much as you want but you get them as plates it's not just a buffet right yeah yeah so obviously it makes sense on the seat so i think they should tweak the skillet thing like mr d said because i I was watching Paige and uh, mr morrow the other day and he's at chef mickey's and he's sitting on his own right at this all-you-can-eat buffy, and he bring him out a selection of everything, and he's got a plate of salmon there or a, a, a serving of salmon. He doesn't like salmon, hmm. and he ate a mouthful of it. You know, to that taste won't get it. reused. That's that's in the bin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So if he could have said, right, okay, on this menu, I would like A, B, C, and D, then yeah, that's even less waste. Yeah, I mean, we had breakfast at, um, oh, Sinead, what's it called? Oh, Bruce, just a Julian. How did you read my mind? <laughs> yes. Um, so we had the, the breakfast there. Now, Where's that? Which part of that? That's in, Paris, that's in uh, Disney Park in Paris. The Disneyland Park? That's the that's the plush restaurant right. in in Fantasyland there, right. and uh, they do like a character princess breakfast there. Right. So we went there. When we we didn't know what the breakfast was, I just assumed like with most breakfasts you get like a selection of pastries and whatever. Yeah. Um, even though the cost is quite high, but what you got you got a menu when you went in there, but it just told you what you was having. You couldn't deviate from that. So I went when I went I was vegetarian and i think i think possibly my wife had been just been vegetarian as well so we all got the same food come out and it was uh you know like beef sausages and um some other bits and there there were some bits that we could eat um but there were also bits that they gave to us that we couldn't now luckily my daughter ate most of it so it was fine you know we gave her the sausages and everything like that but you know, we didn't even get the choice. Yeah, because no like, choice there at all. Personally, like I wouldn't eat the food that you, probably that was on the plate because chances are the stuff was probably touching it. So, like, I probably wouldn't have eaten anything then. So, like, that would drive me up the wall if they yeah. were just like, "Here's your plate with meat on it," even though they could easily just plate up something that didn't have that on it. And literally, the only choice I had was yeah, orange juice or apple juice. <laughs> that was the only thing I had a choice mm. over was what fruit juice I wanted to have for my breakfast. The rest of it was here you go. Nice. And I was just like, it, I just found it awful because like, we went in there and we was like, oh, is, is there a vegetarian menu? And they're like, no, this is all we have for breakfast. Mm. And it's like, wow, that's a good. I mean, nice. we didn't pay full price, but I think it was supposed to be like about 50 euros yeah, each or something stupid. One. It's. It's mad. So yeah, so you you do get food waste in a lot of places. So I, I think family style eating is fine, but yeah, I think before they just decide this is what you're going to be given, they should actually like say, is there anything you don't want to avoid that wasting? Um, but yeah, so Trails End uh, reopens on the seventeenth of July as a family style buffet. Um, Casey's Corner reopened last week. Mm-hmm. So you can have their, uh, you know, hot dogs and corn dog nuggets and what have you. Um, Plaza Ice Cream Parlor is Yay. open on the seventh. Yo, um, churros on the menu there. Um, Eight Spoon Cafe, never eaten there. But that is the home of the pulled pork jelly donut sandwich. Oh, gross! Which. Uh, I know Ryan was talking about recently. Yeah, you can keep that. Yeah, no, no, you're you're good. Um, and Centre Town Market at Disney's Caribbean Beach Resort, um, and the Gasparilla Island Grill at the Grand Flow are now also reopened as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they they're offering Disney Family Night Dinner. A takeout family style meal includes everything from soup to nuts and will serve three to four people. What? So, the Sinsdale uh, Market, um, their menu includes roasted Jamaican style chicken, uh, fried yuca, cilantro rice, 
that's coriander for non-americans um Sinead, your favorite seasonal vegetables very nice um caribbean pull apart rolls with onion jam and guava butter and decorate your own mickey and mini cookies whilst uh gasparilla island grill uh, there you get a garden salad of tomato, cucumber, carrots, and a duo of dressings. A savory lasagna, which is a free cheese lasagna with tomato sauce. Two Mickey-shaped cheese or pepperoni pizzas. And a mini cheesecake with strawberry sauce, whipped cream, and fresh berries. In all of those, I don't spot any soup or any nuts. Mm. So what's going on there? Mm-hmm. Don't Don't write that spill if you're not going to deliver. Um, you know that's an Americanism. Okay, and they don't—they don't, they don't deliver. You have to go and pick this up. Um, but you can do it via the mobile order function if you do. So um, yeah, so there you go. So if you are lucky enough to be staying on property, you've got a few more options that are available. So there you go. Um, anyone else have anything else? There's a couple of resorts opened or opening as well. So mm-hmm. the poly that's announced is going to open on the 19th of July, but not the monorail station. Okay. Uh, the boardwalk, I think, is reopened now. And then there's a couple of other things. The mini golf winter summer land at the Blizzard Beach, that, that's, that's reopened. The clown's gone um, from uh, the boardwalk pool, Annie. Oh, yeah, the creepy one. Creepy yeah. clown. Gone. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah. Yeah, it's, that's gone. I think I went a while ago. Um, that's a bit ready for openings. Um, I did say, actually, no, I'll save that till the other bit. I don't want to, I don't want to. Actually, no, it's relevant to the parts. It's fine. <laughs> so, um, and I only found this out because of the, the pin, uh, but you can now buy a, a 10th anniversary Trader Sam's pin. Oh, cute. Hmm. This is a Disneyland edition uh, that's celebrating its 10th anniversary. But uh, yeah, and it's a little pin with the outside of Trader Sam's and you open up the pin and uh, you've got some, you've got a tiki mug inside. And I don't know what that's supposed to be. It looks like a statue of some kind, but like a totem pole type thing. But yeah, so I didn't realise it was 10 years of Trader Sam's over on the... Uh, the West Coast. So, uh, happy anniversary, Trader Sam's. Um, anything else in the parks? Nope. No. Um, the only thing I want to mention is there was a story that has been going around over the last few days about um, somebody um, who died at Epcot. Oh, dear. Um they were riding spaceship earth and um looks like he the man collapsed and um yeah it looks like it was uh it was heart problems and um yeah he passed away so it's it's obviously awful news what else is awful news though is the fact that a quite prominent disney website decided that they were CNN all of a sudden and actually tried to reach out to the family of this man oh to get God. some words from them. What? Yeah. So uh, 
I just I was completely flabbergasted at this. You know, we're a podcast. We talk about news and everything like that, but we're not journalists. We just report on things that have been reported about. And any of these Disney news sites that you go to, they're not they're not journalists. They're not they're not proper journalists anyway. Right? They are just vloggers, bloggers, people that report on things, either things they've witnessed or hearing news from other sources or whatever. You are not a journalist. And it is not okay for anyone to pretend that they are. And basically the justification for doing this was journalistic integrity. Well, it's what CNN would do. Or it's what a news organisation would do. That's what they do. Well, you're not them. So don't do it. And we've already mentioned the name of the person once. And unfortunately he's been a guest on this show. And I had him on this show because of something else he'd done in the past. And I kind of wanted to give him a platform to try and get his version of events out. It didn't really work out like that. And quite frankly, he was a bit of a jerk. So he's never coming back on here anyway. And I've called him out publicly on it, on this particular incident. And he's given some kind of flimsy excuse. So basically, I'm not going to give, I'm not even going to mention who they are because I'm not giving them the airtime. I don't even want you to find out who they are and go to the website and do anything or just give them clicks. Don't, don't even do that. So just be careful about where you get your news sources from and don't support idiots, basically, who have got ideas above their station. So a poor family. Like, what a horrific thing to have to go through on what was probably supposed to be like a really joyous trip and then to have get bombarded a bit low that's that's horrific not only, not only that like via their facebook no that's, they found, that's they found so inappropriate a, they found like the post that the son had done like when their son had like you know obviously alerted their friends and family that this, this incident had happened so they found out who this person was because of that and then messaged them for a word you know mm, can we hear from you about what happened or what you want to say about it that's like, just not okay <sighs> no like not at all so yeah anyway let's move on from the parks and let's go and have a look at stuff that's going on outside the parks this podcast is sponsored by the castle club boutique the castle club boutique is a small etsy store creating disney inspired classic fashion tees plus personalized family trip tees inspired by the disney parts and your favorite classic disney films they also stock accessories children's wear and most recently home decor do you have a family trip or special occasion coming up? Let them help you design a perfect custom tee to mark your event by emailing sales at castleclubboutique.com. They ship free to the UK and also worldwide for a small fee. You can find their store on Etsy or follow on Instagram at the Castle Club Boutique. And if you quote Disney Parks, you'll receive 10% off your order at the checkout. So show the Castle Club Boutique some love and we thank them for supporting this podcast. Now, where do we want to go first here? Because there's a few different angles. Do we want to go down a Disney Plus route? Do we want to look at the cinemas? Like what? Where do we want to go? Dealer's choice. Dealer's choice. Um, I'm going to see Black Widow this week. Oh, my. Oh, for hey. the night. Yeah, I'm going open night, actually. Yeah. Um, I'm seeing 3D. It's the first oh. 3D film I'm going to see in years. Never see 3D films. Um, that 
Sinead was Dealer's choice as well, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm 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 quite excited. I'm not expecting this to be like you know the best of Marvel, but I'm I'm looking forward to it. It moves the story on. That's all we need to know. Exactly, just like Fast <laughs> Nine did last week. Yes. Although I hope it's less of a car crash pun, definitely intended on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, there's some news for you. I recorded uh, a new Walking Movies Ooh. podcast where I talk to myself like a madman while people look at me as I walk to a cinema to talk about the film I'm going to watch. So uh, a new episode of that will be coming out this week. Uh, at least to Patreons, it will come out at some point to everyone else. Um but yeah, you know, cinemas are kind of getting back to normal now. Now, I believe this is also coming out on premium access on Friday. Yeah, yeah I got two, an email about it earlier. Yeah. Two days later, yeah. Yeah, which is interesting because that's the first time that they've done this, right? Like every time they've done it so far, if the film has had a cinema release, it's been released on the same day that the film's come out Uh cinema and disney plus at the same time but this is actually getting a two-day window at the cinemas so i thought that was interesting i don't think jungle cruises i'm pretty sure jungle cruises coming out the same day uh, at cinemas and on disney plus premium access but yeah so cool mr d you got any plans to go and see black widow yeah hopefully yeah i haven't got any any tickets booked but it is coming to our local cinema that we've joined so um this week is really busy so it's not going to be this week but we might might be able to get there next week yeah like to see it looking forward to it and Sinead I know you've talked a lot on Mickey Waffles about you going back to cinema to see something um have you have you made any plans on that yet at all like decide what your first film back might be no I've still I've still not booked anything and I don't know why I feel like I've built it up to be a thing but I was actually just about to text himself to see if he wanted to go see Black Widow. So Oh, and watch that we'll thing see. I watched, the rapping thing. In the Heights. In the Heights. In the Heights. It's yeah, I'm excited to see it in the Your heights. joy. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. I will say, Sinead, because I've now been twice to the cinema. Mm. Um, last week I went to see, I went and saw two films. And it surprised me how little it seemed to have changed. Yeah. Like, I, you know, the difference was I had to walk in wearing a mask. And then once you get to your COVID secure seat, because, you know, they have to leave so much space around the seats that are booked, um, you can have your mask off and enjoy your film. Mm. And other than the fact that I got about 15 minutes of adverts and no trailers when I saw Fast 9 the other day, oh, no. the experience was about the same. So I think you'll be pleasantly surprised when you go back that it, it's actually not, it doesn't feel as aiding as you, you expect it to. That makes you feel any better. Okay, cool. Um, but I suppose about Marvel, uh, are we all up to date on Loki? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Are we all enjoying it? Yeah. 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 I, really like it. yeah. Um, I think, uh, and Sinead, you and, you and, um, I hate to just call, keep calling out on Mickey Waffles, but you know, mm-hmm. it's entertaining. What can I say? Um, and I know you and Kate were both kind of like 
alluding that the third episode was a little bit of a filler for you. Oh, no, I really enjoyed the third episode. I think Kate it felt just, it was more of a filler, yeah. but I really enjoyed it. Because, like, I I don't know, much like with WandaVision, I don't need it to, like, pro- necessarily tell me 10,000 things about the story. I don't need it to, like, progress the MCU 5,000 steps in a single episode. Like, I, I don't need that from a Marvel TV show. I just need to enjoy yeah. it. Um, and I'm really enjoying Loki. I'm enjoying it much more than I enjoyed Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm just thoroughly enjoying it. I think it's a good watch. I think it helps as well that Tom Hiddleston is so, so good as Loki yeah. anyway. And that's not throwing shade at the cast of Falcon and Winter Soldier, but yeah. like I said it in the group today. I think unless you're American, Captain America, no one really cares. You know, like we we don't care about him. He's a fine character, but he's not. Ah, he's a bit of a knob, though, isn't he? That's what I'm saying. Like he's he's not. He's always really been a knob. Material, you you wouldn't pick him first, would you? No, no. I mean, look. If I'm if I'm choosing them based on on their asses, then possibly. Mm. But that or their is, shields, or their shields. Yep. Um, but you know, he's always had a goofy costume. Yeah. I mean, the film costumes are better than the comic book ones, but it's always been a bit goofy. And just the character is just, but so vanilla. Yeah. So vanilla. Like, you know, Tony Stark was always exciting. You know, he was an alcoholic and, you know, had financial trouble, and but he always had tech and he was always doing exciting stuff. Captain America just fights people, you know, for the, yeah. the, the flag. No, because they right. did it wrong. Yeah. Parked in the wrong space, you're getting it, bang. And I and the thing is, I do actually like Anthony Mackie and I like Sebastian Stan, but I can't really say that either of their characters were that interesting in general, you know, before the TV series. And for me with that show, they didn't play enough on the buddy cop cop like element. I was expecting like 48 hours or lethal weapon or cannonball, not cannonball run, what's the What's the uh, Midnight Run with uh, De Niro? Right, I was expecting some kind of buddy caper like that in Falcon and Winter Soldier, and it just never really got there. But I liked, I did like it by the end, but I found it a slow slog to get there. But Loki, I think Tom Hiddleston just had so much fun in the role, and that radiates out to to everyone else. What do we think about the 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 theories, the the alterations that have been made to the last scene of One Division? Where there's a, a triangle floating down the mountainside. I, nothing. I don't read into anything. About I don't that think all. I understand. Like I've seen all the pictures and stuff people posted. I'm just not seeing it. No, it's so it's so minute a detail. I think I think originally there was somebody floating down, and because the story had to be tweaked or changed, then this little triangle blob just blocks somebody out or maybe that somebody's about to appear or something but what about the other one where if you go on disney plus and you put i want to watch the mcu in time order that loki is set before one division it's set directly after um infinity war or endgame which is the last one endgame Endgame, set after Endgame. Well, that makes sense because Loki starts kind of like towards the end of Endgame, doesn't it? Mm, If you think about it. But 
what so what this season might act this series might set something up that we've already seen in other seasons and uh, in one division in particular and that floating down thing has been put in there for the reveal maybe maybe something being added I honestly think people have got too much time on their hands oh I who's going to spend the time zooming in on stuff like that but somebody has it's all over YouTube but also how do we know that that is new like because I've watched it I've done it I've put it on Disney Plus right I know but you can't watch what was supposed to be the original version. You can only watch what's on Disney Plus now. So how is someone watching the original version in their in their eyes compared to this new version? An illegal stream. Well. Something on their hard drive. That's, that they've downloaded. That's it. When they prove it, then then I'll be interested. Um but I can't believe we've only got two episodes left and we've only just seen Richard E. Grant. Which, you know, long awaited Ooh. in the MCU, in my opinion, Richard Lee Grant. He's always great. And he looks miserable to be there. So I can't wait to mm-hmm. actually let him get stuck in. I got really confused there because I watched Logan yesterday and obviously Richard Lee Grant is in that. And I got really confused there for a second. Oh, but, yeah. um, oh God, who is he in Logan? Yeah. He's the. Oh, the doctor guy that uh, like makes all the kids and stuff. Yeah. Oh, God, I haven't seen that. In, I haven't seen that since cinema. I don't think actually. Like, we watched it watch earlier that. this year. Brilliant film. Yeah, man. we watched it yesterday. It was good. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So we've only got two episodes left of Loki. Sailing by, sailing by, and then we're going to have a bit of a wait for the next series, aren't we? There's nothing. I think. Is Miss Marvel planned this year? Or is that going to come no next idea. year? Isn't that no, cartoon thing coming out next? What, what If is coming out in what July, if? I believe, yeah. Yeah, Modoc isn't all that, is it? It's, it's all I right while you're signing. I still haven't started watching it. I will, I will watch it just because I like the character, but I'm not expecting too much based a- on what everyone's told me. He's a balloon, Ed. Oh, he's annoying. I've not heard great things. Yeah, but, mm. but that is that is what Modoc is. Oh yeah, but it's a so, no, he's just oh okay. Um speaking of Disney Plus, I know this was something that uh excited you, Sinead. Yep. Golden, Golden Girls. Golden Girls. Oh, yeah. Girls on Disney Plus. Um, I haven't yeah. watched any of it yet, but I'm very excited. Well I've watched episode one. I also watched the pilot and I so when I was growing up. I, I didn't get the Golden Girls. Like it was just it was just four old women saying stuff and people laughing at them. I didn't really How that. old were you when the Golden Girls come out? Uh well when it when it first started, I'd have been two. Sorry. Yeah. Sinead was Sinead was still in a daddy's eye. Um I was two when the Golden Girls started. So uh and it finished uh a year when old nine. when it finished. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So I was nine when it finished. So the Golden Girls really meant nothing to me, but I mean, I, mean, I was aware of it and, and everything. But what I didn't realize was that there was an extra character in the pilot. Yeah, just, just yeah. disappears after the pilot and oh, never appears man. again. Yeah, it does. Yeah, and oh, you've just you, you've just nailed it there, Sinead. Oh man, yeah, <laughs> literally. Jesus. 
fascinating stuff. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I, I watched the pilot. I thought, yeah, I, I think uh, I think this might be worth a rewatch. So when I get some downtime, when I've I've at a loose end and just want to put something on to uh, to you know have on in the background, then uh, I've got something new. Got some and they've got friends. a link to the parks, haven't they? The Golden Girls. Do they? they ha- yeah, their house used to be on the um, studio tour. Mm. Uh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. yeah and um, Mr. D, what was the thing where the people were edited in in Hollywood studios? It's where from. Oh yeah. The, yeah, that's right. There's a there was a um, scene disaster, where the, wasn't it? Disaster. Is that what it was called? No, so, no, that was Universal. That was Universal, yeah. Yeah, you got edited in there as well because Kerry got Kerry got invited up. She did that. Um, not, not the boat thing with the yeah, explosions. The, that's where true. you were on. That was, yeah, that was it Universal. Was, wasn't it? No, that, that was in was Hollywood Studios. Studios as oh, well. oh well, that's the thing that she did. The boat. No, thing. there was a, where the Frozen singing thing is now. You went in oh, there, yeah. right? And there was um, cheers. There was the Golden Girls, and you had to go on and act oh, on a... superstar, superstar television. Yeah, oh, right? yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. But yeah, I was in Cheers. I was at the end of the bar in Cheers in '93. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Nice. But the Golden Girls are in that scene as well. They're in. They were in that. Yeah. Do you remember the Cheers bars that they did? No, I wish. I know the original thought. one's still in Boston, isn't it? Yeah. So after after the series finished, they opened up a chain of Cheers bars. Oh. They had one in uh, Piccadilly Circus because I remember going in there once, and there was a lawsuit because they had an animatronic norm. Uh. <laughs> and George, is it George Went that yeah. portrayed him? Yeah, uh, he wasn't George consulted went. about it, so he sued them for his yeah, likeness. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they didn't stick around for well, they st- stuck around for a while, but I think they were all gone by the, like, the early 2000s. Well, weird yeah. times to be alive. Um, yeah, so as Craig said, there's a new there is a new Disney uh Marvel cartoon coming in in July, uh, or scheduled to be in July. I've not seen a, a release date for it, but they said it was going to be July. Um, and a lot of the cast are coming back to voice their characters as well, which is going to be uh fun, I think. Monsters Inc. as well. That that comes out next week, I think, or in two weeks. On the seventh yeah. of July. So, uh, when this episode, the day this episode drops. Oh, that the, uh, the, the non Patreons. Yeah, that's uh, Monsters at Work, isn't it called? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, our Eve loves right. I I put this in our group, not for us to watch it necessarily. Although I do love the high school musical movies, all three of them. But our Eve loves the high school musical. TV show, mm. so so if there's anyone listening who is of that age and fancies it, she's seventeen, she loves it. Yes, yeah, so it's High School Musical the musical, isn't it? Yeah. So High season musical, one, musical the series. Yeah, exactly. The Fly on the Wall oh, yeah. documentary. Um, exactly, exactly. The do High School Musical the musical season one and season two is Beauty and the Beast. Right. So. I know. Is it is it Olivia Rodrigo? Easy for you to say. Is that her name? I don't know. I, I know. I know. Um, one of the cast members is now a really like popular singer. Uh, my daughter's been listening to some of her stuff, and she's quite good actually. 
but it's it's original stuff. It's not stuff from High School Musical, the musical, the musical, the musical. It's mm-hmm. uh, original content. Uh, yeah, she's sharp ace, but others in one episode apparently in season one. So okay, good. Well, if you was on the fence, exactly, you've just fallen over, my friend. Um, was there anything else uh, outside the park? I'm sure that I'm sure there's something else that I'm missing. Oh, well, the only the only thing that I had outside the park was um, the, the DCL Disney Cruise Line. So the test cruises have been pushed back, being delayed, which is kind of bad news if you're thinking that you're going to go on a cruise. So it was supposed to be actually it was supposed to be 28th of June, but it's been delayed. And I don't know when it's going to happen. Yeah, because uh, um, Patreon Steve is his books for the Liverpool cruise. Mm. Yeah, and first of all, he got an upgrade, very yeah. nice. Um, and then he got an email saying mm, it's overbooked <laughs> because what? basically because of well, it's overbooked because the uh, restrictions haven't been lifted in the way that they had expected uh, them to be lifted. Oh, that it's a bit naughty, isn't it? Yeah, so um, they are saying for people that have, uh, for, for anyone that's willing to uh, to not go on the cruise, they're being offered a discount. Is it 30%, Craig? I think what they like do with American yeah. flights. Yeah, it's it, you. basically you're, you're being offered a discount on a future Disney yeah. Cruise Line cruise if you decline to go on the one that you've booked for. And that might for. be might not be the end of the world, that, to be honest, because there might be a lot more stuff on the boat. Yeah. There will be, but I suppose it swings and roundabouts because when you're going on one of these test cruises now, you're getting a lesser experience, but you're also getting a lot less people True. on the cruise. And it's the only time that you're going to have that guaranteed. So, you know, that will be a unique experience, even though you're not getting the full experience. Um, for me, I think I would have taken the money. Yeah, I'd rather a water down and less people. Yeah. So, but that, but that's, that's me. Um, I'm just going to be waiting for Steve and I'm going to duff him up. <laughs> Welcome to Liverpool. Yeah. Um, case bollop. Something else from P Dubs actually, which we didn't talk about, and going back to Disney Plus, is that uh, Jeff Goldblum has released a preview of the World According to Jeff Goldblum season two. Yeah, well, they only sure. made it into the second episode of that. It's yeah, just, oh, I couldn't get into it. Oh, I and I love it. Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, he was just too Jeff Goldblum. He's all right in a film when he's not in it all the time and someone else is in it. But when it was all Jeff Goldblum, it was too much Jeff Goldblum. No, there's no such thing. There is. No such thing. I, I really enjoyed the first season. And as a testament to that, you know, so I'm just looking here at the topics for the, the this was the first season. So there was episodes on sneakers, coffee, RVs, bikes, gaming, barbecue, denim, tattoos, and ice cream. I'm interested in about four of those things. Um, and I watched every episode. What, 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 just out of interest, what four are you interested in, please? Uh, sneakers, gaming, um, denim, tattoos, ice cream. 
as well. That's five. Quite a good That's five. Yeah, no, I just said I said about four. Denim, <laughs> okay. Yeah, because like I, I I find how they make denim clothing and stuff really interesting. Um, but it, it it was just him, like his childlike enthusiasm just appeals to me. So um, you get the feeling he was acting, Jeff Goldblum. I don't think he acts. I think when we see him act in films, I don't think we see him act. He acted on that alien spaceship when he found the USB port. <laughs> he acted as fucking shoes off there, lad. Um, was there anything else that we've missed? Or are we good? I think we're good. Good, I think. Yeah? Yeah. Sure, yeah. I, you know, like, it's gonna, it's gonna come and bite me. I'm sure there was something I was like, oh yeah, I'll bring it up on the show today, and I just there's a couple of other things, but I they've announced the the Run Disney event. That's one. Yes. Um, various events. Um, and Kate. To also... be fair, though, Kate had the world exclusive on it, didn't she? You know. Yeah, she did. She knew the that woman... about a month ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the woman from Walt Disney World was like. Races are on while you're there. Just warning you. She was really Loose like lips, scaring sink ships. She was scaring yeah. the bejesus out of her. Well, actually, that that's woman will be in the, the Walt Disney World uh, dungeon now for letting slip. Yeah, that's a good point, Mr. D. Have you ever been there during a race weekend? No, no, I haven't. Okay, no, no. thinking you'll, you'll be the I know you, are, I know you won't have been Craig no. as well as us, Mr. D. I'd love to do it, but yeah. I'll have to I wait till I'm old. Yeah. Running Heather, in Floridian Heather, heat. I can think yeah. of nothing worse. Heather did the was it the half it was a half marathon. Yeah. She did the half marathon and the 10k when she was there. Yeah, I think it's a true. huge, it's a huge event. I mean the medals are really good. She's got an awesome, it's like a um it's like a death trooper, one of them. Right. And the other one's like a princessy one that's got like um I think it's the rose from Beauty and the Beast. That's what it is. The rose in the in the bell glass from Beauty and the Beast. And they're they're really nice medals. I mean, really good quality. But yeah, nah, I don't fancy running in that heat. The DLP ones are really good. Mm. Yeah, I'd like to do the really DLP good. ones. Mm. I'd love to do a DLP one. We'll do the next one, Craig. Me and Peter. Like I'd oh, do like a ten k. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I think. I'm just trying to think. I think the one that I went to, there was a five, ten, and uh, half marathon. I'll do weekend. the five. I did the five and I did the ten. I'll do yeah. the ten at a push. Ten, it's only it's, about six miles in it. It's not hard. I think. I think the ten k took me about. And an isn't it a bit a stoppy starty anyway? Because you're stopping for photos and that. So, so that's the thing. I, I'm trying to think how long I did the ten k. It may have been an hour and a half, might have been two hours because I did stay, I did um, have photos with a few characters. Yeah. Um, and the 5K, I think, took me about an hour. Again, for the same reason, like some of the, and I didn't even stop for all the meet and greets that I wanted because some of the queues were ridiculous, like trying to meet the Guardians at the beginning or trying to meet um, Black Panther, like the queues would be huge. Um, but I did meet uh, Loki. Oh, uh, which was good, and there was a few good characters out on the during the 10k as well. Um, and they are fun. The only problem with the Paris ones, um, and they they start early, like the Florida ones would do as well. Um, but when we went in September, we had the, the, the 5k was at night, 
the 10k was the next morning and i think you had to be oh. there by about five o'clock in the morning yikes to do the 5k uh, to do the 10k and it was freezing DRPO absolutely freezing so that was the worst part of the whole weekend was was trying to get ready to do that but um yeah you get some nice medals and you know it was a good time and no one's putting pressure on you the only race you get pressure is the half half marathon where if you are not doing and i think the, the split was about 15 minute miles or something or maybe 30 minute miles and if you're not keeping up with that then um you won't complete the race they will sweat you out but um yeah no i'd like to do, i'd like to do one of the dlp ones at some stage i feel mm. like that's more realistic mm. for me yeah 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 do it girl you get matching t-shirts telling you we should do like a network one because yeah 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 oh, i do a 5k or a 10k you heard it here for, yeah we'll just leave p-dubs to the half marathon yeah, yeah. we'll yeah. cheer him on yeah uh, we'll stand with glotinis at the finish line that's what that's he'll what do that in do. he's full of milk he'll do it in record time <laughs> Um, right. In that case, I'll call this episode or bring this episode to a close. Um, thank you very much for listening. Um, if you haven't, please leave a review. It does help us get recognized in uh, iTunes charts and stuff like that. If you leave us a review, even negative ones for Ryan help us out, but just don't do that. Just, just do some, a nice one or something like that. Be nice. Um, and I'm just checking, have we got uh, have we got a result yet for this month's movie that we're going to watch? Oh! Oh! Have you just so, on? on Patreon this month, I'm very disappointed, by the way, Patreons, in the way you voted. Uh, it's very it's low the Rocketeer, then. It's not yeah. the Rocketeer. Well, Rocketeer had one vote. Come on, man. What that was I an open goal for? for you. Um, so this month we'll be watching uh, *Romancing Stone*, mm. a film I have not watched since it was on ITV the last time in like the early nineties, I think. That's what I voted yeah. for because it sounded ridiculous. <laughs> um, you never heard so of *Romancing in the Stone*? Never heard of it. Oh, <laughs> Sinead, you've got to join us. It's going to be a good one. Mm-hmm. It's, it's uh, Danny DeVito and Kathleen Turner and yeah. Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas, yeah. 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 When Kathleen yeah, Turner was still there. Kathleen Turner. Exactly. Of course, she was Chandler's mum, dad. Yeah. What was yeah. she? Ch- Chandler's dad. dad. Chandler's yeah. dad, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. so, if you're a Patreon, you will get to hear us talking about Romance and the Stone towards the end of this month, you lucky, lucky people. Um so yeah so we will see you for a new episode in two weeks there might be there might be a bonus episode coming out next week it very much depends on if the person i'm recording it with actually shows up but if they do then there will be a bonus episode next week Uh, and if they don't turn up well then you'll not get a bonus episode it's as simple as that i Um, won't hold my breath no so uh, we will see you next week for a universal show. And otherwise we'll be back in two weeks to talk more about Disney parks and beyond. Pickled eggs are overrated. Not again with the pickled eggs. Thank you, the pickled eggs.
This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.